Father, we bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here, to hear your word and to be transformed by your word. Holy Spirit of God, we bless you. Okay, so we begin today's session. We begin today's session. Okay, so I'll, uh, I'll try my possible best, best I can do to bring you from where we've been to where we are. So, first of all, I began with identifying faith spoilers, the things that um, distract the faith of many believers. Now, maybe you might ask a question. But what's the need for faith? What's the reason for faith? I mean, what's the need for faith? Why do we need faith? Because you see, when you see a Christian living a natural life under the circumstances of this world, demons mesmerizing him in bed, doing his sleep, which is beating him down, always has one story of witches or whatever it is. Always dominated in areas of his health and his wealth. Especially a Christian who is not producing results. There are results of our Christian life. See, there's a, there's a proof of it. There are results that are what do the scriptures look like when we look at the men that the scriptures told us to follow? He said, obey them that have the rule over you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Obey them that have rule over you. And submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. As they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for it is unprofitable for you. Verse 18. In verse 17, he points you to leaders, people ahead of you. Also in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, that same 13, verse 7, same thing. He said, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God. Now, over there, you see, he said, remember them which have the rule over you. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. That means, even though he's saying, remember them which have the rule over you like leaders. He's not telling you about every leader. He's not talking about a political leader. He's not telling you about your, your school teacher or your lecturer. He said, the ones who have spoken unto you the word of God. Now, a certain anger wants to build inside me. Not everything preached on TV, on a pulpit, is the word of God. You know, for some of you, when we say, listen to the word of God, listen to the word of God, you now go and listen to something. That is not the word of God. A dear friend of mine today wrote on his status, who is a Christian? I mean, if you like, tomorrow try it on your status. You will weep. He says... He said, I want to know who is a Christian. Tell me who a Christian is. I told you, I warned him in advance. I said, be ready to hear things. Idura sang zesepe shofar. A dear young lady wrote one beautiful nonsense. He said, it was on social media. I think one atheist was talking about how atheists need to have their right so that you don't preach to them. Of course, it's already happening in certain nations. You can't preach. You can't convert somebody. You can't preach to somebody. Which is not possible. It is not possible. You cannot be a Christian and you think it is possible that we will be Christians and not convert anybody. It's not possible. I wonder where you have been. So, this lady now wrote, and I know many of you have come across such nonsense. Example of, the person says, I'm a Christian, but I find it disturbing when 
Christians are preaching to other people. You are not a Christian. Stop fooling. You are not. Let's be serious. You see clearly that such people have not been taught right. The scripture says, train up the child in the way that he should go. That means a child by default will not know the right road. People need to be taught right. In my topic, Christ and Christianity, I'm sure I'll get there. In the first place, Jesus never said there was anything called Christianity. Why do we say we are Christians? It's because, I mean, it's a nomenclature that it does not disturb anything in the ecclesiastical order. So, yes, we can say we are Christians. But Jesus never came to set up a religion called Christianity. Never, ever, ever in any of his statement of purpose. John chapter 10, verse 10. Extension board will be. I'll get there in my, in my teaching. He said, The thief coming on but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. Where is the religion in this thing? No mention of religion. I am not come to start a sect. I am not come to start a group. I am come. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, when he came out of the water, he said, behold the Lamb of God. That takes away the sin of the world. He's not come to take the sin of Christians. He's not come to take the sin of some people. He's come to take the sin of the world. This is not a religion. He brought life. He brought life. No mention of a religion. For a religion here. Jesus never spoke about any religion here. He was dealing with his theme of purpose. And he said he came that they might have life have it to the full. What that life is, is another day subject. And on Sundays, I'll be, I'll be going into that more deeply. But I need to understand that there is religion in Christianity, but Christianity in itself is not a religion. There is religion in it. There is a religion in it. The Bible says true religion is feeding the poor. You understand? That is, it's a, it's a, that's not the whole thing. It's, um, it's like the things you do. It's like um, a lifestyle. But Christianity is more than... When you ask some people, you know, um, what is Christianity? They like to refer to it more like a lifestyle. No. Oh, followers of Christ. No. No. Imitators of Christ. No. I'll use this to explain it to you. Do you know that some dogs sometimes try to imitate human beings, I mean, when they are well-trained? And sometimes they're able to do certain things some human beings do. Some dogs are so smart, they were... Um, I think one of the dogs had stolen something. So, the, the owner of the dog was asking a question, and who stole this thing? They asked this one. This one said, he didn't steal it. The dogs were answering. I think you've seen it. The other dog, so the, I think the one who stole it, the others were trying to point to the dog that this one stole it. I mean, dogs can be that smart. And the dog, those dogs have been so trained to act like humans. I saw another video too. How a cat was with a human being and the cat was lying down and chilling like the man. I mean, it looks so nice. So trained. The cat's so trained. When you are trying to take him away from there, he says he's not going anywhere. He wants to be chilling with his owner. Interesting animals. But they can never be human beings. That cat will be lying down there. The owner angers him enough. The life of the cats in him will come out. So Jesus didn't come to give us a lifestyle to follow. He came to give us the life of Christ. That's what he's saying. I am come that they might have life. So he brought the godness before the godliness. 
he, he, he came to make, make us sons of God. Now, when you ever hear that statement that we are sons of God, ladies and gentlemen, you must scream. Because we have said children of God. Not everybody in this world is a child of God. Come on, everybody, including unbelievers, said we are all children of God. Not, not, not everybody in this world is a child of God. We are all creatures of God. But not everybody is a child of God. To be a child of God, you must be born of God. He said, whatsoever is born of God. Do you know what it means? Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatever is born of God. There's what is born of man. John chapter 12. John chapter 1. Let's look at verse 13. He says, which were born. You know, the Christian life has more to do with birthing than it has to do with changing look repent hmm? repent is not a message of salvation you know some evangelists think let's hit let's hit the nail on the head so evangelists think the gospel to preach the gospel is to tell people to change their life style that's not the gospel but that's what jesus preached mm-hmm Mm-hmm. If you've been following the Christ and Christianity preaching, you now understand the reason for... That's what John the Baptist preached. John the Baptist preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus also came to preach it. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, some people think to preach the true gospel is to say, repent. Tell people to repent. No. No. That is not the gospel. That's not the gospel. Why? If you follow, especially if you were in, la- in church last week, where I began to talk about Christ and Christianity, I mentioned that Jesus came to preach to the Jews. The Jews don't have to be born again. The Jews already belong to God. So they must now turn their mind to God. So repent was because the Pharisees already are connected to God. So on the in the book of Acts, when the, the, the devout men, the Bible talks about the devout men from all under heaven came in the book of Acts, when they came to give their life to, um, they, were, they came to Pentecost. When they came to Pentecost, and, and Acts chapter 2, let me start from verse 5. He said, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. When they asked in verse, I think verse 37, when they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Jesus told them, yes, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, he said, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter, to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter answered, in verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. You see, because already he said in verse 5, These were Jews. So the Jews had to repent. Because repent means change your mind. Change your mind. Change your, your lifestyle. Change your mind. It's like make a turn in your mind. That's the meaning of the word repent. But to the Gentiles, we who are never Jews, you don't tell us to repent. I am doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm sinning because I'm a sinner. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you cannot chastise a dog for backing. You can't say to the dog, how are you back? Why are you backing? It is instinctive. He, he has to back. In fact, we now have a problem with dogs that don't bark. Someone tell me, my, my dog is very useless. It does not bark. If you have a cat and the cat does not do meow, what kind of what brand is this? Because he is not a cat because of the meow. He is a cat because he's inside. So, how then? He said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. To be a son of God... The word there is, that's 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. It said, Beloved, now, hallelujah, not tomorrow. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. The word sons there is technon. That means offsprings of God. That means according to divine legality and vitality, God's DNA should be able to be traced in you. Come on. So when we say born again, born again doesn't mean change your lifestyle. You're thinking it means change your lifestyle. 
when you now, this is, Jesus did not come to try and change our lifestyle. Jesus came to do, uh, it, it, I don't know what to call it. I don't know if there's any scientific term for that because what he came to do is, because Nicodemus asked him, he said, will I go back into my mother's stomach and come back? Jesus, at the same time, oh my God, this is so beautiful. At the same time you're receiving the gospel, when you believed in Jesus, he said immediately all things became passed away. At that same time, at that same time, something happened. A record was backdated. So, while you were receiving the gospel, all that happened in a split second. At the same time you received the gospel. Now, how, how do changes happen in the realm of the spirit? Paul gave us an insight. He said, in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. So in spiritual things, you don't need time to do it. It can happen, the function, separate of time. Okay, so the guy is receiving Jesus. At the same time he receives Jesus, something happens to him. He immediately has his sins and his person his sinful personality, all backdated to the cross. So at that time, the past is activated. Which past? The past of that man is nailed, added to the one of Christ. Then three things happen. That man is crucified with Christ. That man is crucified in Christ and that man, Christ is crucified instead of him. Substitution happens. Identification happens. So, at that time, that person's sins are immediately nailed to the cross. The man is standing there in 2021. But that same time, it has gone to 2,000 years ago. Time is manipulated. Is now part. If you go back into the past from there, if you ever have a time machine gun, you will see that man's sins there. You will see that man there. No, but the man is in 2021. No, you go and meet him there. I told you something. I said, faith manipulates time. This is one of the things. If you go back to the day Jesus Christ died, if you go there, you see that man there. But the man is standing in 2021. If you go back there, you see him there. So on paper, in the eyes of legality, that man has died in Christ. So Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Were you there? You were not there. But he says, I am crucified. He's mentioning the, the legality there. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. This is beautiful. Then, as that man is crucified with Christ, let me show you a scripture. Palm, palm, Romans to 6. So he says, verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? <laughs> Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall, also, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. What's he saying? This is beautiful. What's he saying? He's saying, if he was dead and we identified with that death, then when he also arose, that man also arose. Now, that Man rising in the resurrection. He was resurrected with Christ. That is what we call the new birth. So that man is still standing in front of you. His eyes have not changed. His ears have not changed. His nose has not changed. His mouth has not changed. But divinely, according to the legality, according to the documents, that man is a totally new person. So when we say new creation, we're not talking about a refurbish. We are not dealing with a refurbish. We are not dealing with somebody who, you know, is trying to be born again. Someone who is trying to change his lifestyle. It's past changing your lifestyle. That one comes later. 
But first of all, what God wants to do, what he did, I said, he said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. So we are not like men. Okay? Remember what he said. He said, you walk as men. If someone tells you you are walking like a chicken, it means you are not a chicken. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If someone says, you, you, see how you are nodding your head like a, a lizard. It means you are not supposed to be a lizard. You are actually higher than a lizard, but you are condescending to the level of a lizard. So he said, are you not carnal and walk as men? That means a Christian is not supposed to be walking as a man. I have the life of God in me. So you walk as men. So when he says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. We are not the sons of men. Back to John chapter 1 verse 13. Which were born. I mean, these are the basics of our faith. Which were born, not of blood. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, let's start, let's start from verse 12. Then you, you get this. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The same word, sons of God. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. So these men, these men have become the sons of God now. Even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13. Which were born. Not of blood. I mean, is this in your Bible? Have you ever looked it up? Not of blood. That means when they look at your born again status, it cannot be traced to blood. He said, no, of the will of the flesh. Your born again status has nothing, to, your sons of God's status has nothing to do with the flesh. He said, nor of the will of man, but of God. That means now this man who has, who has become the son of God, he's actually true, true. That's what the apostle is trying to say. He said, this guy is truly, 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 divinely speaking. This guy is a son of God. True. If you check God's DNA and you check his DNA, it will be the same. Which were born. This is where born again comes from. So it's not about having a change of lifestyle. When you, when you study the book of Hebrews, Paul wrote differently to the Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, he did a lot of expose. Time will not permit me to go into all this. He did a lot of expose on the sacrifices, the law, in fact, when you start Hebrews chapter 1, it says, God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spoke unto us by, by the prophets, by, as in last they spoke unto us by his son. He hath appointed her of all things. Over there, in the book of Hebrews, he was doing a contrast between the Old Testament and the New Testament because he was writing to Jews. I don't know why I'm going this direction today. <laughs> to the new... Uh, come on. To the Christian... The one who has received Jesus. He can only read about the Old Testament to learn about God. It does not apply to him. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Because at the time he's writing this, this is not scripture. So if he's referring to scripture... Or the things which are written at four time, which is scripture, then he's not talking about this, what he's writing. Because at the time he's writing it, it did not exist as scripture. He was now writing it. So for whatsoever things were written at four time, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So the writings of the old covenant, the writings of the new of the old testament, are not writings that are unto, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm following this, and I'm following that. No, when you, those were written to the Jews. The Gentiles have a way. The, the book that is, is relevant, I'll come there in when I'm teaching on Christ and Christianity. Maybe I'll use three Sundays to do it. Uh, I want to finish with it and go, go to something else, hopefully. <laughs> you know, the writings that are relevant to the church are the epistles why do we sometimes read from the old testament read certain things from the old testament of course when i'm talking about the old testament i'm referring right from the cutting of the covenant from moses not genesis when i when i look into genesis it's because i'm looking for a seed what's a seed i'm looking for the beginning of every of everything that began any doctrine anything that began everything is in genesis marriage began in genesis everything there's nothing in the scripture that a rapture began in genesis enoch was the first to be raptured 
So when I look at Genesis, I'm looking for a seed. If anybody brings me any doctrine and I don't find its seed in Genesis, it is not. It's not a truth. It could be a fact, but it's not a truth. When we go into the law, the books of the law, what I'm looking for is a type. Because the real, come on, come on, come on, come on. The real is in the church. Hebrews 10 verse 1. For the law, having a shadow, never forget it. If I go to school, and you see me and you see your shadow, you cannot count us as two. We are not two. It is me. And that is my shadow. What casts the shadow? Light. Ah, if it was a shadow, why was it so powerful? Oh, Acts chapter 5, Peter's shadow healed the sick. So the Old Testament was still potent, but it was still a shadow. Now, when you see a man's shadow, you start looking for him. You don't start asking the shadow questions. You don't start asking the shadow questions. You start looking for the real. The, uh, the, the writings that are compatible with the church, those writings are the epistles. That's where you, you, you find out who we are in Christ. God grant us understanding. Like I, I was saying in the program yesterday, I said, especially when you go into Genesis, the Bible says, God said to Adam, be, fruit, be fruitful and multiply. So to today, some people say that, you know, we must multiply upon the earth. Not necessarily. Because we are not of the, of the first Adam. The mandate of the first Adam, the mandate of the first Adam is not the same mandate of the second Adam. Some people don't even know that there is a first and second Adam. Let's go to chapter 15. Let's look at verse 45. And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So the first Adam, a living soul. The last Adam was a made a quickening spirit. Okay, now look at verse 46. He says, how be it, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. That means the natural Adam came first. How be it, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. That means the natural Adam came first, then afterward, the spiritual Adam came. Remember, the natural Adam started giving birth. So all that which came out of him were of the similitude of the first Adam. So they came with the eyes, the ears, two eyes, two ears, you know that, of the first Adam. Nothing more. Two hands. Everybody was coming after the first Adam. So their mandate, fruitful, fruitful, multiply. Verse 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Hallelujah. And as is the earthy. Oh. 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 Oh, oh, and as is the earthy, such are they that are earthy. We've closed, we've closed. I preach this in divine consciousness. <laughs> he says the Adam, the first Adam was earthy, the natural one earth. He said, and as is, and as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. I mean, is he saying that all those who came out of the second Adam are heavenly? Do you know you are heavenly? The day you got born again, one of the biggest things on earth happened. See, you are looking at it carnally. It's like some Christians say, you are not seeing the glory of God again in the church. We are not seeing it. It's not true. I don't agree. I never agree with that thing. Because when Jesus was walking... In Jerusalem, ladies and gentlemen, there was no glowing. You see, they are looking carnally. When Jesus, Jesus, Jesus walked, God walked on earth. 
Look at Isaiah 53. He says, Who hath believed our report to whom the heart of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and a root out of a dry ground. And he, he hath no form nor comeliness. I see. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Talking about Jesus. He said there was no, there's no, there's no beauty that we should desire him. It doesn't look like anything that is so serious. But the Bible says that on the Mount of Transgression, it was a vision. Don't think Peter, they saw a vision. What happened was that God rather opened their eyes to see what has been all the while. Listen, there's glory and there's ability to see glory. Okay, I'm going to give you three kinds of blindness. There are three types of blindness. There are three kinds of blindness. Number one, first blindness is when there's no light. So you have eyes, but there's no light. It means there can be things you are looking for around, you never find them, you never see them. Why? There's no light. The second one is when there is a veil. It means there's light, you have eyes, but something is blocking what you are looking for. The third one, so look at the first one. I said, when there's no light. The second one is what? When there's a veil. Bible says, unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. So, the first one is that I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. So, the first one is in, uh, the absence of light. The second one is when there's a veil. The third one is when your eyes are damaged. The eyes, the, the light is there. The thing is there. There's no veil. But you can't see. Oh, 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 oh. That's why Jesus Christ said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's why you don't argue with it is too much. Their eyes are damaged. I'm supposed to be talking about faith. <laughs> see where we are. No, because how would you understand faith when you don't understand these simple basics? If you think that it is about following Christ, you know, to live and be good and be gentle and be calm and be nice, if they are good things, you see, they are good things. They are nice. Okay, but that's not the, all there is. There, there, there's integrity, there's fine. But that's not all there is. The Christian life is a life of power. I would say the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. When was the last time you, you, you needed money for your fees and you went into your room and said, the name of Jesus, I receive it, and everything around caught the signal and the money came to you? That is Christianity. When was the last time your mom complained, said, something is going on in the store, I said, mommy, lift up your hand. I want to do something. And you know you are not doing trial and error. You know you're going to speak to that demon. That demon has no point, has no chance but to come out. Glory. Living the life up. Because if you don't understand some of these basics, you don't even know the essence of faith. You don't even know, why should I have faith? Oh, I trust God. No, that's not what we are talking about. No, 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 no. You start, you start, you start um, um, conforming. You start conforming to your nature. You start conforming to your nature. It's like a, a, an eaglet walking among chickens. You never know. You never know there's a possibility of flight. You never know. You never know. You'll be eating rice. You'll be eating Gary. But one day, if an eagle passes by him and he sees the eagle, he says, Ah, this thing looks like me. He's flying, no. He's flying, no. Then he flaps his wings. He realizes that. I can actually fly. You realize that he has been eating Gary for nothing. Has been eating rice for nothing. Supernatural life. A supernatural life. What I say becomes law. Yes. What I say becomes law. When you understand this, when you sleep and somebody comes to sleep with you in your dream, you wake up, you say, in the name of Jesus don't appear here again and it becomes law signed in heaven and on earth 
when you understand this and you have a dream and somebody was chasing you you have to go for part two you have to chase the person have you ever dreamt and you wanted the dream to continue before <laughs> and you close your eyes so that the dream will continue man take care because uh, during, in the dream you were, you, were, you were about to eat and just before you woke up you merely you pick the spoon the, 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 the spoon you woke up so you woke up and you said ah this dream has continued you dream and you have a nightmare dog is chasing you you wake up you say nonsense you don't say hey hey i'm looking for the interpretation of the dream see see your problem you are looking for the interpretation of the dream wake up that guy will say nonsense you can't chase me i'm coming to chase you back supernatural life jesus did not die to make you a a, a, a timid let us leave it to god god shall fight for us something will happen one day one day one day one day one day one day Blessed are you. You become conscious of the blessing. You are Makura Kesa Keto Kaba. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us. Oh, come Bruce, if says, to come. He's not saying who shall bless us. Stop looking for blessings. Somebody rightly said something. He said, it is only in the matter of faith or, you know, matters that have to do with, you know, Christianity that a whole professor, eh? a whole professor can read something like this. And when you finish reading and you say, you will be blessed in Jesus' name, you say amen. Yeah, it's only a matter of faith that it, it can happen. But that professor, if it were to be science he was reading, or he was reading adjectives and tenses, he knows that this is past tense. But when it comes to Bible, he reads this and when he finish, you tell him, you shall be blessed in Jesus' name, he will say that, Amen. Meanwhile, the thing says, who had blessed us? The tense is, is past tense. Who had blessed us? I am already blessed. Oh, Adam. He was asking God for a, 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 a companion. He didn't know that it has been inside him. He knows she has been inside him. Blessed us. With 30% spiritual blessings. Come on, come on. I don't, know the, I don't know the Bible you are using, but this is the Canal Christian version, CCV. Come on, I don't know if you don't have that version. Blessed be the God as with 20% blessings. Canal Christian version. Open, I want that Canal Christian version. Or there's no canal Christian version. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is trying to bless us? That's the foolish Christian version. FCV. FCV. Do you have the FCV? Foolish Christian version. Blessed be the God and Father of, Jesus, who, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who will one day bless us when we take vaccine? That's the Ghana Christian version. GCV. I'm blessed. 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 The Lord has been blessing us with His Word. I tell you, blessed with His Word. Blessed with His Word. Blessed with His Word. I'm blessed. The blessing of God is at work in my life. 
Everything I do, it works. 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 You know, that is why I don't hesitate to sow a seed. Why? The farmer who believes the land he's sowing on is, is, is correct. He can easily, he doesn't keep his seed. Because I know I'm blessed. Everything I do multiplies. So when I sow a seed, I know it's multiplication time. So I don't, I don't think I've lost something. I, I know it's multiplication. <laughs> you don't need any special anointing to be rich. You don't need any special anointing to be rich. Blessed. 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 God only does what favors me. No, no. You, you don't know that? You don't, you don't know that? When something is going to happen, that, that won't favor me. God will change it. Oh, it's in the Bible, Psalm 18. Sorry, Psalm 16. Verse 5. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance, of my inheritance. You know, these are scriptures you must know. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. That means I don't lose things. Thou maintainest my lot. I don't lose things. If I ever lose money, I will never cry. It doesn't matter the amount. If I cry, I have declared that I am actually not blessed. We'll come to that. Thou maintainest my lot. Everything of mine is secured. There are things that belong to me that are now in some people's pockets. Not everything that is mine is with me now. I know why. Some of my money is in some, some, some man's pocket. You release it when the time is due. The money for the two million copies. Oh yeah, people, are, people have it in town. And they are bringing it. I'm receiving it by the power of the Holy Ghost. I receive partners. I receive laborers. I receive partners. Young partners are coming to church. Loaded guys. They are coming. And the guys in church are loaded guys. Partners are coming from everywhere. I receive them. I receive them. I receive them. That's how I passed by a club. While people were, the young people were going there wearing short skirts. I, I said, my partners are here. My cell leaders are here. Not everything that belongs to you is, is with you. The NLT says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. Say, you guard all that is mine. Everything that is mine, you guard it. So, I never lose anything. Everything that belongs to me is, is, is around. God only does what favors me. Verse 6. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. That's the meaning. It, do, do, you not, do you understand? The lines are falling onto me. It's like a land. And they are sharing the land. Then there's this gold on a, set, a, a certain part of the land. He said that when they share the land, the lines of the land... He said they fall onto me in the pleasant places, the best part of the land. By the time they were sharing, they didn't know that that's how it is. God does what favors me. God only does what favors me. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. The lines are falling onto me anytime. When people think they are hurting you, they are giving you the best part of the land. That's why you shouldn't cry. You cannot, listen, you cannot cheat me successfully. You, you can go with the money, but you've not, I've not lost it. I've told you stories. I've told you stories. There were some two guys. When I started music ministry, they were always cheating me. They would carry me to studio because I didn't know the studio. They would carry me, and the studio man was their friend. If I'm to, supposed to pay 300 CDs, these guys would tell me that it's 1,000 CDs. Then they will collect it. Give the studio man three CDs and keep the 700 CDs. They were doing it. So sometimes when I don't even feel like recording music, they say, no, 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 come. You must record music. <laughs> so every time they were cheating me, every time they were cheating me, today, what they will eat is even difficult. Nobody can successfully cheat you. After he cheats you, tell him, go. Go with it. Go with it. Go with the money. There are times the Holy Ghost will tell you, go and fight back for your money. There are times the Holy Ghost will tell you, go, go. Go 
picture. Go, go with it. Why? You know that it, even though they are taking it away, it is not gone. It is not lost. The lines are falling onto you always in pleasant places. You cannot successfully cheat me. And you cannot successfully use me. I am better off for it. I saw somebody say, my cell leader doesn't call it, but every time he's using me. Yes. 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 Even the cell leaders, he might be thinking he's using you to shine. He's, he doesn't know. He's not using you to shine. He doesn't know what he's doing. The lines are actually falling onto you in pleasant places. Sometimes they, they share land. When they are sharing the land, the part you are expecting. Look at Abraham. It is only a blessed man who ask the person he's sharing the land with, which part do you want? He's older than him. It's his nephew. If it is someone who doesn't think he's blessed. So I'm going to take this side. You go to the back, right? I'm older than you. The blessed man. They look at Lot. They say, where do you want? Lot was a fool. When your uncle, who brought you out of the house, you have no relationship with God. You never heard God for yourself. He is the one who only hears God. And he's, you are following him. He says, where do you want? You should tell your uncle, tell me where I should go. Follow who no road Instead, your view to be following the man who has been here for God because you never have heard anything from God. You are only prospering because it is, is you are prospering by association. So you should have said, okay, uncle, uh, I'm not so sure, but a young man, you know young boo, yeah, there's my opportunity to be bigger than my uncle. This is my opportunity to be bigger than my uncle. Okay, uncle. I like Bible says he chose Genesis chapter 13, verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was all well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as the hey, look at the, the description. He said it was like the garden of the Lord. I mean, this land was like Eden. He said it was well watered. It was so beautiful. He knew that his cattle would graze well. He knew that if he grows anything to grow, I my chance to be a millionaire. I'm going to be bigger than my uncle now. And I'll call my uncle for family meeting. Abraham said, where do you want? And when Lot said, he didn't say, Lot, so you want me, your uncle, to go to a bad place. You are chosen. You are not serious. Come on. Let's go. Verse 11 it says, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. All of Lot's problems started when he separated from Abraham. There are some people you don't separate from. Not be you, they hear God. Not them, they hear God. You stay with them, say, Don't worry, you, you hear God, I'm listening. So, let me capture the rest of the story for you. Abraham took the bad place. Lord took the best place. But ladies and gentlemen, I have news for you. There is no bad place. There are only bad men. I said there is no bad place. There are only bad men. The Bible says the moment Lord left, God spoke to Abraham. Verse 14, And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that Lord was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. So where was Lot? He's in part of them. <laughs> Lot, Lot is part of the eastward, northward. He's part. Then God said, For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it. And that's it for Is that the land you see? The only place you will not get is the one you don't see. That's what I told him. 
He said, that if you don't see it, you'll not get it. He said, the one you will see, you'll get it. Including Lord's own. No wonder. When it was now time for God to go and destroy that part, God had to come and talk to Abraham. Why? He has already given him that part. He can't destroy it without asking him. Spoke to Lord. Oh, Lord, I wish you stayed with your uncle. I wish you stayed connected to your uncle. Stayed. And stay. Abraham knew he was the one God spoke to about blessing. In, in Genesis chapter 12, God told him that he will bless him, that blessing, and curse him. That. So he knew about the blessing. So he knew that it is not where the land is. It is where he, Abraham, is. He knew that it is not where the land is. It is where Abraham is. So he knew that Abraham, as I am here, I am the one who is blessed. So, like for example, I had one of my, my, my sons, you know, I'm sure he's listening. I mean, he's the one who makes my suit and all that. I had his things were robbed in his shop and all that. But when you are a blessed man, when those things go, you, you don't feel any. It will grow back before the end of the year. He will be bigger than what is gone. No two ways about it. I prayed for him during camp. I prayed for him during camp. And I prayed for him last year. You see, when these things happen, just know that the prayer has worked. You know, don't rather think, ah, after they prayed for me, now I've lost everything. That is proof that yesterday I called the king of it. He was here with me. And I told him, so bad, go and empty your wardrobe. Give everything out. Because sometimes the new thing God wants to do it comes to meet the old and it goes back. Say so you cannot put new wine into old wine skin. Some of you, you, your wardrobe looks like poverty. You have to go and dash everything out. Otherwise, you'll never go to a new level. Because you are still holding on to it. Waiting for something to happen before you release this one. No, you're not walking by faith. <sighs> Bring out your... We are blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed.